Hey, I'm Mark Ganey. Welcome to the Pop Faith Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to take a Bible bite out of Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to look at some news you can use, a pop culture spotlight, including some Emmy winners. Uh, we're going to look at uh, a good news story from my family, and we're going to introduce a new segment called What Does That Meme? And then, of course, we're going to look at Faith Pops and Life Drops at uh, really the presidential campaign that's ongoing. So glad you joined us for today's episode. Welcome to the Pop Faith Podcast with host Mark Ganey, where each episode we explore how faith connects to everyday life. Each episode is a fun and engaging look at how ordinary Christians can experience the good news all around them in things like movies, shows, pop culture, and even news stories. Thanks for joining in. We are glad you're here. On today's Bible Bites segment, we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Now, this is a famous passage. Most likely you've heard this before. Uh, but the reason I want to talk about Proverbs today is because we're still in the beginning of the year. Um, it's in January when this episode is being recorded. And so a lot of us are giving a lot of thought about the year to come. We kind of reflect on last year and we think a lot about what's to come the next few months. And I think this verse really does have a lot to say about our approach to our year, and not just our year, but like every day of our lives and the rest of our lives. Here's what Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Now, I love this passage because it's, it's a it's a really kind of a wake-up call for a lot of us every time we read it. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not just some of your heart, not not a little bit of your life, but with everything you've got, trust in the Lord. Our temptation, if we're honest, is to, to trust in ourselves, to trust in our plans, to trust in our dreams and hopes and goals, and even our resolutions maybe for this coming year. But this passage is clear. We should trust in the Lord with all of our heart and not lean on our own understanding. If you're like me, you can often uh, face a challenge, a problem, and try to fix it on your own, right? Try to take care of it using your own understanding, your own power, your own strength, your own solutions. That's kind of human nature, but it's clear in this passage. We're not to lean on what our understanding is of whatever we're facing, but to trust fully in the Lord, not in our own understanding. And then it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to, you know, uh, make everything okay. It means that he's going he's gonna to make your direction clear. In all your ways, if you acknowledge God, if you trust him, if you make him Lord of everything, God is going to make your direction clear. So that's my prayer for you as we continue in this new year is that you would trust the Lord with all your heart. You wouldn't lean on your own understanding, your own solutions as you face this year, but you would acknowledge Jesus in everything. Make him Lord of your life so that your direction can be clear. Here's what I do know about 2024 and 2025 and every year after. Something is going to happen in your life this year that you don't expect right now. I know it because it happens every year. Something happens every year that we don't expect. And the question is, how are you going to face that? Well, this passage gives us a great lesson in how to face those things we don't expect. Trust God in everything, not to lean on ourselves and to acknowledge him in everything, make him Lord, and he will make our direction clear. Our news you can use segment comes from YOLO 
County, California, specifically a library in Yellow County, California. There was a, a Christian group meeting there, and uh, they were discussing uh, different topics, very controversial topics, in fact. Specifically, they were they had several meetings related to uh, gender and gender identity. And so there was a, a a person speaking at an event in August of last year, and the event got shut down uh, because the, the person speaking was uh, allegedly misgendering uh, an athlete. And so the library director basically shut the meeting down and kind of uh, really limiting free speech in that moment. And so there's a whole case about it now. There's a lawsuit and all that kind of stuff is going on. I don't want to talk about the specifics of of the case itself. I want to look at the bigger picture here and the bigger picture really being free speech. And uh, if you live in the United States like I do, be thankful that we live in a country where speech is free. Even if speech is, you know, really just disgusting and awful and terrible, we're free to speak our mind. That's, you know, guaranteed right in the Constitution of the United States of America. That's awesome. Not everybody around the world enjoys that kind of freedom. We should be thankful for that. I think sometimes we take that for granted uh, as Christians living here in America. But here's what I really want to talk about in relation to this case. Um, you know, I think when this happens, those of us who follow Christ can sometimes be intimidated and get afraid. We're like, well, I, I can't speak about my faith you know, in public, I'm going to be shut down or I'm going to be fired or I'll lose, you know, privileges or people, you know, won't like me and things like that. So here's what I want to say. As a follower of Jesus, you don't need permission at any point to speak about Jesus because it is your life. The whole idea behind this podcast, right? Um, pop faith podcast is that faith, your faith affects every area of your life. And so it kind of like popcorn, it should pop all the way through life. And that includes everywhere you are. And so here's the thing. Uh, I think we can hear a case like this and we can get discouraged. Some I've heard people say a lot that they, they can't, you know, take their Bible to work or to school and they can't speak about their faith, you know, uh, at work or, you know, during work hours and all that. that. That's garbage. I'm here to tell you that's garbage. You don't have to be afraid and you don't have to seek permission to talk about your faith at any point because it is a part of your life. And so not only are we free to do it here in the United States of America— as a follower of Christ, wherever you are, you're called to do it, right? That's part of who we are. We're told to be ambassadors for Christ. You can't be an ambassador if, as Scripture says, if you hide your light under a bushel, right? you got to let your light shine. That old kid song, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That's what we should be doing everywhere we are. So don't be afraid. Don't let, you know, cases like this or, or instances that you see on the news or hear in culture, don't let that intimidate you. Be free, okay, and be willing to talk about your faith. And you don't have to do it in a way that, you know, that, that's oppressive. You don't have to do it in a way that makes people, you know, feel annoyed or uncomfortable. But it should literally pop through everywhere you are. So, again, just encourage you as I read this story. News you can use, share your faith. Talk about Jesus. Talk about the difference he's made in your life. Share the love of Jesus everywhere you are. You don't need permission to do it. It's our calling as a follower of Christ. On today's pop culture spotlight, I want to talk about something that just occurred uh, in the last few days, and that's the Emmys. Uh, you may watch the Emmys. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't watch the Emmys. Um, I haven't watched it, the Emmys for years, but I'm always interested in you know which which shows and which actors and things get these awards, okay? And so this year's 
this year's Emmys, there are really three big winners at this year's Emmys. Uh, there's a show called H, it's on HBO. It's called Succession and a very popular show. Maybe you've seen it. Uh, it, it got a lot of awards. There's another show called The Bear. It's on FX. And then another one that got lots of, uh, notoriety and lots of awards is, uh, on Netflix and it's called Beef. Now here's what's interesting. The Bear isn't about the, a bear specifically. It's, it's, it's totally different storyline than that. Uh, Succession is kind of what you would think it would be. And the Beef is not about meat. Uh, beef is about revenge. And so I want to talk about one in particular, but really at first I want to talk about what, what I see in the landscape of shows. What I noticed, and if you think about the winners of the Emmys this year, I noticed that it, it's kind of a confirmation that the way that we engage in our entertainment here in America is totally changed. I mean, think about the Emmys in, you know, years before, decades before, and they were all network shows, right? Some of the Thursday night shows would always win those Emmys and the actors on those shows. Well, here's what I, I want to tell you. The way we've watched TV, the way we engage in media and entertainment has totally changed. Think about these three shows that got the most Emmys. Succession is on HBO, right? That's a subscription. Most people, you know, subscribe to it on a streaming service. The Bear, it's on FX. Now, if you have cable, I'm sure you can get FX, but most people get FX on Hulu or some other streaming platform. And then, of course, Netflix is only available streaming. And so what I, my point is this. The big winners at this year's Emmys almost completely are streaming shows. And it's, it just confirms we've changed the way we watch television. We change the way we engage in our entertainment. And I just kind of want to make a note of that. I don't really have a commentary on that, except to say that I imagine it's going to continue to change over the time. Uh, people, you know, subscribe to one or two, sometimes lots of different streaming opportunities to get their entertainment. I know we're like that uh, as a family, but it's interesting because I think it, it does inform you the way people want to engage in entertainment, uh, just the way these these shows have won these Emmys. Now, I want to speak specifically about one show, and that's Netflix's The Beef, uh, or Beef, and uh, it's it's about revenge. So I'll give you a disclaimer. It's not family-friendly, uh, pretty rough language, pretty uh, pretty rough content, uh, and so I would not recommend it to watch it as a family at all, and I wouldn't recommend it at all, in fact, because of the content, but... The storyline behind the show is that there are these two people and uh, they have this encounter in a parking lot initially and uh, one person kind of almost hits another car and and so there's you know there may be a finger involved and some horns and some yelling and screaming and all this but and it doesn't end there so one of the the peop- the person who almost hit the car follows the other person and the whole series is about both of these people seeking revenge and trying to make the life of the other individual miserable. And it's about misery and, and you know, the difficulty and challenges of life. It, it's very appropriate in terms of the realness of our lives because it, it's it kind of, it's relatable because we all deal with the things that they deal with, the characters in that show. But it, it's also informative in, in terms of human nature. We all want revenge, right? We want justice. But I think Bigger than revenge, justice should be the theme uh, when we think about it because that's put in us by God. 
We all want justice because God is a God of justice, and he's put that inside of us. We seek justice. That's why when we see somebody who has done wrong get away with it, we're, we're upset, right? That's why if you're watching a, a football game and the referee gets the call wrong, you get angry, not just because it's against your team, but because that's not right. You know, we want justice. That's why when, you know, someone who's committed a crime seemingly gets a, a, a small you know, sentence. We're, we're outraged because we have that justice put in our heart, that desire for justice. And that whole show really about revenge is to me about justice. Each of them is looking for justice in the wrong place. They try to make justice for themselves. And isn't that what we do as human beings? We try to seek justice by seeking revenge and getting back at other people, making people feel miserable because for some reason we think it's going to make us feel better. But the bottom line is in the show, it doesn't make them feel any better. And that's the reality in, in life. We can seek our own justice and it never makes us feel better. And so why don't we instead trust God to avenge because God says it is mine to avenge, says the Lord. So anyway, uh, that's today's uh, pop culture spotlight, just an Emmys and uh, kind of the way we watch TV and, and really a lesson from a show that may not be appropriate, but is true to life. Today's good news story comes actually from the life of our family. And so I want to give a disclaimer before I share this story. It's, it's about my son, Mark Christopher. He's our youngest child. We have four kids. Uh, one is grown and married. One is grown and a junior in college. And then we have two at home, one in high school, one in middle school. And this one's about my middle school son named after me, Mark Christopher. And, uh, disclaimer before I share this story. Um, I do not claim to be the best parent. Okay, I, I try my best, like most of you who are parents. I work really hard at, at trying to disciple my children, but man, I blow it all the time. And there are so many things that I have done wrong and messed up with all of my children, but I strive to be a godly parent and to do it right. And sometimes God honors that effort. Even though I get it wrong, probably more than I get it right, but God still honors that effort. And uh, this story is kind of a, a testament to that. And really, the, the reason that I'm sharing this story is that even in a world where all kind of stuff happens and bad things are all around us, I mean, think about it. You turn on the news right now, I guarantee you hear something about war. You hear something about some politician saying some terrible thing and all this stuff. There are still good news in the world. There are still people who do you know, righteous things and encouraging things. And so that's, that's certainly the case in this story. I, along with my youngest two children, uh, Anna and Mark, they've been on the podcast, by the way. You've, you've met them if you've watched or, or listened to all the episodes. But we take Taekwondo together. We started uh, two years ago, a little over two years ago, and we take Taekwondo together. And so uh, Mark actually is a black belt and currently, and Anna and I are one belt away from our black belt. Hopefully next month we'll both be black belts as well. But this story comes from last summer. And so it was our first tournament competing in together. We went to a tournament uh, here locally in the Birmingham area, and uh, we all three competed. Mark had competed in a tournament before, but it was our first to compete all together all three of us. And uh, I wish I could tell you a story about how awesome I did, but I can't tell that story because I did terrible, okay? <laughs> I was not good. Uh, but but Mark and Anna and I both you got some medals in some competitions. And so uh, Mark, though, in particular, was uh, there's different parts of, of this uh, tournament in Taekwondo. And so you have this uh, part where you do the form, which is kind of you, you do 
the actual moves of Taekwondo and the better ones get the medal and then you have board breaking and if you break all the boards you get a medal and so all, all of us had gotten medals from that and then there's the sparring aspect of the tournament and that's what I want to talk about because during the sparring at one point Mark was matched up against a young man and uh, we didn't know it initially, but, you know, it didn't take long to, to realize this young man was special needs. And so he was frustrated uh, with, with what was happening in the, in the sparring match. And so Mark began to pick up on it in his frustration. The sparring match had to be paused a couple times because this young man's frustration. And so, you know, I'm trying to coach Mark and tell him, you know, hey, do this, do that, you know, score some points so you can, you can get this, you know, medal. You can move on, right? And so here we are in this in this. Uh, sparring match and we're all cheering and you know uh, we're cheering on Mark and this young man's family's cheering on him and there's a crowd watching and judges and all this and so uh, I'm cheering Mark to you know hey take care of this and and go on to the next round and but Mark's very hesitant and slow and I'm thinking what's what's going on is is this young man's frustration kind of throwing him off is what's going on I didn't know what was happening I didn't know if Mark just forgot how to spar or what but this young man you know scored some points and Mark would score some points and then and this young man would score some more and and sure enough this young man won the match he beat Mark in the sparring and I was like wow okay so I need to work with Mark a little bit right that's what I'm thinking and so anyway we go over and I asked Mark hey hey what happened and here's what Mark said to me Mark said, Dad, I've already got a medal because he had already medaled in, in board breaking. I've already got a medal. He says, this, this guy may never get a medal in any other event. And I just felt like I wanted him to experience what that was like. Now, my son is 12 years old. And my 12-year-old son taught me a huge lesson in humility and love in that moment. I get emotional even thinking about that. Because you talk about a proud dad moment. Man, was I proud. Because here I was trying to get Mark to finish this young man. I had no compassion at that moment. And Mark realized, without anybody telling him, that this young man was a little challenged. And instead of winning, what was more important to Mark was this young man experiencing victory. Wow. What an encouragement as a dad. Because look, I didn't teach him that, okay? I didn't do that. Somewhere along the way, he learned that because the Holy Spirit led him to do that. And he was exhibiting the love of Jesus right there in front of us all. In fact, some of the judges came to us later and said what he did was tremendous. If I could give him a medal for that, I would. You know, Other people from other schools, directors came. And eventually, the director of our uh, local Taekwondo school heard about it and was just over the moon uh, because he was so proud of what Mark Christopher had done, and so was I. So in this world full of bad news, you know what? They're still good, and people still choose to do good things and godly things, even when we as adults don't coach them to do that. And so I just wanted to encourage you that with that good news story today. Okay, so a new segment called What Does That Meme? And the whole idea behind this segment is we're going to take something from social media, and we won't have it every episode, but we'll take something from social media that's that's trending and talk about it and talk about kind of what it means sometimes or just just note it and then move on other times. Well, today, uh, the, the What Does That Meme is all about a trending kind of video or or trend really on social media. You know, there's all kind of bad trends on social media and things, but this one is kind of a fun one. And so it's freezing hair. So it's, it's cold. Uh, this episode is being recorded, you know, during uh, the, the huge freeze of early 2024. And, um, 
And so uh, there's this trend, especially among uh, young ladies, where you wet your hair and you go outside in the freezing cold, the frigid temperatures, right, sub-freezing, close to zero or below some places, and your hair almost immediately freezes. And so if you're watching this on YouTube, you're seeing this right now as I'm talking about it. And uh, so here's what I would say about this trend that's fun. It's kind of funny. It looks hilarious because, you know, the hair's standing straight up. It's pretty funny. But could your hair break that way? I wonder, like if, if you come in and you hit it on something and, and the ice breaks, does it break your hair? Or, or you, but anyway, uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And obviously, my hair is not long enough. I'm never going to find that out. And I live in Alabama, so we don't get those kind of temperatures very often. But I, I share that. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does this meme mean? Well, I don't know, except that people will do some crazy things because they see it online. So take caution when you see a trend online. Uh, make sure that you don't break your hair or do anything else that's dangerous uh, as you as you seek these trends. But you know what? I think we could create a trend of our own. I don't know what that would be, uh, but maybe as followers of Christ, we could start a trend. So think about that. Let me know. Let me know what trend you want us to start. Maybe we can do it here on Pop Faith Podcast. So um, I'm always looking for feedback. So, you know, send us an email, feedback at popfaithpodcast.com. I would love to start a, a trend that's positive and good and uplifting. Okay, on today's final segment, on the Faith Pops and Life Drop segment, uh, I want to talk about the 2024 presidential campaign. And the reason I want to talk about it is not to get political, because you know we're not going to get political on this podcast, but... Uh, it's just fascinating to me. You know, we're in January of 2024 right now. The Iowa caucuses just occurred, and then we've got uh, a lot of the primaries coming up, uh, you know, soon, uh, Republican and Democratic primaries. And it looks apparently right now like Donald Trump is going to be the nominee for the Republicans, and Joe Biden is going to be the nominee, obviously, he's the current president for the Democratic uh the, the Democrats. And so that's what it looks like. There's a third party candidate, uh, Manchin, who's talking about maybe getting in. But again, I don't want to get into the specifics of the politics um, because, look, the fact that the people who are leading in the polls are leading, that may make you excited. It may frustrate you. Uh, you know, not sure where you are on that political spectrum. If you if you know me at all, you know I'm kind of politically homeless. And then the reason I say that is because both parties really have left me as a follower of Jesus. I think the values of of both political parties are are not the values that I uphold and and um, and kind of believe in. But here's what I want to talk about: No matter who wins the primary, no matter who wins the general election in November, long process, right? I'm already looking forward to the end of those political commercials, right? But no matter who wins, I want you to remember some truths as we go through this process. And we'll probably revisit this in the next few months here on this podcast. But I want you to remember some truths as we go along. Romans 13.1 says this, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have in, been instituted by God. So here's what this means. This means that God is sovereign over our leaders. God is in control over the entire process. That's what that means. God appoints those who lead over us. So that's a really important point and truth to remember. That no matter what happens, whether your candidate wins or your candidate loses, whether the outcome is to your liking or not, remember that God is in control. 
And he is the one that ordains leaders. Now, we think, well, how in the world could God, you know, institute or ordain this terrible leader if we don't like the person who wins? Well, it's not that God ordains or, or you know, appoints them because he approves of them all the time. A lot of times, I believe God uses leaders in our lives to teach us. And sometimes those lessons are kind of like God says, you know what, You're, I'm going to give you what you asked for. Think about in Scripture when uh, the, the people of Israel in the Old Testament, they wanted a king, right? God said, what about me? I'm your king, right? You don't need a human king. They're like, no, we want a king. He's like, okay, you'll get to what you asked for. And they got Saul, right? And it was not a good king. And eventually, you know, they got David, but then they got some bad kings after that. So sometimes God gives us what we ask for just to teach us a lesson to rely on him. But the the bottom line is no matter who is elected and who's not, God ordains them. God is the one in charge of the process. So let that just give you a little bit of peace and a little bit of calm and knowing that you can trust in God no matter who wins or loses. And another thing I want to share is this. I think a lot of times, especially here in America, we can put our hopes and our hopes for the future in our, you know, our candidate or our party or certain policy or law or a judge or the Supreme Court or whatever. But here's what I want to share with you that's really important as we go through this process all year to heading to November and even after November and the aftermath of the election, whoever wins, Romans 1.16. Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. We talked about not being ashamed of the gospel before, right? I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So here's what I want us to remember about that. The power is in the gospel, right? The power to rescue us, the solutions to all of our problems and our ills of society. It's not in a candidate. The solution is not a policy. The solution is not a political party. The solution is not an election. The solution is the gospel. The gospel is the only solution for the problems that we face. No candidate is our savior. None. No candidate will ever be our savior. Jesus is our Savior, and the gospel is the answer. That's what this podcast is all about, right? The gospel affects everything. The good news of Jesus Christ is the power to save and rescue us and the power to change lives and transform not just individual lives. The gospel has the power to transform communities and cities and states and, yes, even countries. The power is in the gospel. So let that be a reminder as we go through all, all this process. Don't get too bent out of shape and don't get too excited depending on who wins and who loses, the primaries and the general election in November. And as we go through this process, let's remember no candidate's our savior, no policy's the answer. The gospel is the answer because Jesus is our savior. Thanks again so much for joining me on today's episode of the Pop Faith Podcast. I want to invite you to like, rate, and review this podcast. I would love for you to share about this podcast. You know, send an email, uh, post about it on social media, share it as you see me share it on Facebook or Instagram or other social media outlets. We want more people to be a part of this podcast because we believe it's an encouragement for you to live for Jesus every day of your life. So make sure you do that. We appreciate it. And certainly send us some feedback. Feedback at popfakepodcast.com. I want to hear your questions. In fact, we're going to have a segment on an upcoming episode completely based on your questions. And I'll address the things that you want 
answers to. And I would love to hear topics you would like to see discussed and covered here on the podcast. So thank you again for joining. Until next episode, remember that your faith affects every area of your life. So let it pop through everywhere you are.